surging up from the depths of the sea on a tidal wave of terror to wreak vengeance on mankind. Raging through the streets on a rampage of total destruction. The Gamezilla Podcast. Is this the end of our civilization? Prepare for gaming domination. The mightiest monster of them all. Grimlock, the Dino Nine, and Jazzy Fiddle. Gamezilla. Look, there comes one of them now. Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. We are your hosts, Grimlock and Jazzy. Yellow. And with us in the Motor Gaming, Motor City Gaming Studios, producer, Deadite Knight, and hopefully soon, Cable2KX. Let me just, uh, ah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Brown bagging on the stream. Bringing a little trash to the cast. <laughs> no better way. No better way. You got. You got to do the trash. Ah, welcome back to Detroit, boys. <laughs> it's good to be back. <laughs> welcome back from Bean Town. That's right. We are back from PAX East, and uh, if you haven't catched it already, we'll be uh, catched. Catched. Yeah, if you ain't catch that already. But, yeah, I'm from Boston. I'm from Boston. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, swap people of Boston. If you haven't listened to it already, the Alpha Show is out there live where we were in. Pax East, recording our show. It's a little bit noisy, but uh, I think it's a good show, and you should definitely take a listen. Jazzy, how you been, man? I haven't seen you in like six hours since I wanted to fucking kill you on the airplane. That is a fact. No. I've been doing good. Mainly because of a hat. (laughs) Bullshit hat. Team Axel Fox, rep your boys. Um... I can't even really say that because, <laughs> like, man. I like the I, man. Okay, so they got to be doing better than the Red Wings. The, <laughs> <laughs> He's got Truth. a point, man. Truth. So, man, I had a good time in PAX East Boston. A lot of fun. A lot of fun. Cool convention. We'll get into some more of that in the show, but um, uh, I have a little bit of news that I'd like to share with everybody, and uh, now is the time, I think. Now Jazzy, can time. you stop shaking your leg because my mic's going? Uh, I can't, man. I'm so nervous for this for this reveal. What's the reveal? The reveal is on the plane to and from Boston. I may or may not have played my first ever playthrough of Shovel Knight ever Ooh. Uh-huh. on my Nintendo <laughs> Switch. <laughs> Damn, Jazzy! Oh, you guys suckered me into this one. I was trying to keep it a secret that I got a Switch at launch so that I could win, you know, bets and like, oh, he's going to get one before, you know, Splatoon 2. And I was going to try to hold out, but I, I couldn't do it. Wait I, se- I, I like the system. Wait a second. So you <laughs> d- you had this last week? Uh, I knew the yes. whole time, bitches! <laughs> All right, Jazzy. Uh, Snaking people! Snaking people! All right. Well, I know where our friendship is if you didn't even let me know about the secret switch you bought. Okay. Okay, man, that's cool. Um, it's cool. It's cool. Man. Well, that's cool. I'm not butthurt enough in that, you know, we're not even friends on Switch where we could have been and I could have been cool about it, but no, it's, it's all good. I'm, I mean, to be fair, only one other person aside from Grimlock knew about it, so. Break, bitch. Okay, so two, three people. <laughs> <laughs> Three other people. Yep. So you're right up there, buddy. Oh yeah, I went I went out of my way to offer for you to buy my my extra switch and you didn't even go no like no man. Now you cool. know why I told you Jazzy don't want it. <laughs> yeah, right, cuz I had already had one. Yeah, okay. Okay, I see. 
But just, here comes the bigger truth. Why do you already have one? <sighs> because I like it. Because someone doesn't have one. True. I don't want to call him out on the show, <laughs> but his initials start with Five Mile Gangster Ass Rick. <laughs> <laughs> had enlightened me with his pre-order. So thank you, Five Mile Rick. I'm enjoying it. I'm bringing it over short. I'm bringing it over soon so that you can, you know, actually uh, see it outside of the box. And yeah, you know, probably choke me and take it back. But that's uh, that's my big uh, big news. I I got it at launch thanks to Five Mile Rick. Played it on the plane back and forth from Boston. Uh, first play through a shovel night, and uh, I like it a lot. He likes it a lot. Yeah, well, that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad you're enjoying the switch. We uh, we had a lot of fun with it um, on our trip, and we got some stories about that. But if you want to listen to those, you have to tune into the Gamezilla Alpha podcast because this is the regular Gamezilla podcast, episode 148. That's right, Jazzy. I- I'm supposed to ask I, you every time. He's now. the producer, man. He's the producer. We'll take his word for it. We all know I'm drinking. Like, I'm the least responsible person here. <laughs> Episode 148 of the GameZilla podcast. 148 of these bad boys already? That's right. That's like almost 150. Grimlock, like to... what is that in Japanese? Mm, that is uh, what? Let's see here. Is it San... San no no <laughs> haiku haiku I, Epic I fail think and, and we might get called out I think it would be be is San haku a thousand Yanju Hachi I yeah. am anxiously awaiting the Discord yeah, corrections right. from Spuds Haku yeah. Yan yeah you're right so what is San is that a thousand I think that's Sen Sen thousand right. Yeah. Yeah, we're episode thousand. We're close. <laughs> yeah, right there. Right around the corner. Your Japanese might here on the podcast. I got a question for you guys. It's real video game related. And it comes from uh Sheep Bleat, and that is have you ever eaten steak and you all you smell uh, for the next hour is beef? Because that's like what his room smells like right now. Mm, I would recommend deodorant. <laughs> I think you're getting a whiff of your own pits. <laughs> just just a, a friendly tip from someone who has poor hygiene himself. No. <laughs> you, you I mean, pits. I suppose if you're cooking the beef and then you're in the same room that you cooked it in, it could, uh, you know, fill that room with the aroma of beef. But uh, I can't say that I remember a time where I uh, had the beef aroma after I've eaten a steak. Um, well, I will say that every time I get uh, Wingstop, and I will happily plug Wingstop, a great place to eat. Shout out to Rick Ross. I get me Teflon some Don. Louisiana rub wings, and I make sure that shit stinks my entire house up. I infuse my couch with it. I rub it all over my couch first, then I eat it. That way I know I'll smell it for days. I don't really do that, but it is really good chicken. And I love the fact that my house smells so good afterwards. So I'm going to say yeah. All right. Anyways, back on track. This is a video game podcast most of the time. Gamezilla Podcast, episode 148, brought to you by... The Detroit Beer Collective. Let me 
gather you round, children, and let me regale you with a tale of beard greatness. There once was a young lad who had a smelly beard. <laughs> Not only was it smelly, it was gross, and it made him want to kill himself. So the only way that he could gain the will to live was to clean up his beard, and he went to DetroitBeardCollective.com and ordered the beard crate. He loaded it up with, with beard elixir, beard butter, beard shampoo, and even got a nice quality beard comb to keep it all neat and tidy. Has it delivered to his doorstep whenever he needs it, and it's available at DetroitBeardCollective.com. And if you're not like that guy, if your beard issue isn't as severe, you can just uh, order the products here and there, but you get a great price when you bundle it in the beard crate, and it's at DetroitBeardCollective.com. And when you check out, use the code MCGAMING for your friends here at MotorCityGaming.com. Use that checkout code MCGAMING to save 20% on orders, $25 or more. That's at DetroitBeardCollective.com. Keep the will live don't kill yourself over a bad beard go to detroitbeardcollective.com <laughs> oh, it's After like that. he's got it's like he's got a radio uh, radio voice or something right it's it's almost like i have a radio voice go to detroitbeardcollective.com it's like he's a, like like he has a radio experience or something yeah, if you want to call it that <laughs> i mean that's what it was but if you want to call it that <laughs> I don't know if I could follow up that story of harsh reality. Yeah, I mean, and but I will. You can greatness. influence the show and get early access to our Alpha podcast <laughs> by supporting us on patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast. Just like Sci-Fi AJ. Take it away, Jazzy. Thanks for walking me through my first league sessions this weekend. You are welcome. After I get some reps in with Garen and Ash in the battle training, who should I try next? Or should I just focus on my dude, Garen? Thanks again for letting me roll with you guys at PAX. Hashtag TLWin. Well, Jazzy, you you were the one coaching him up mostly, so watching his gameplay, do you feel like there is a position that he fits more and that that's where he should focus? I feel, and if anybody has been following his Instagram page that the best position for him is not on his phone Snapchatting his friends about how he's training in league when he's not training in league. I'm more than a friend. I'm a brother from another mother. <laughs> so I'm sitting there drinking my coffee, trying to talk him through this when I realize he's not even got his hand on the mouse and keyboard because he's snapping pictures of himself and sending them to Ethan. He's really excited that he's getting into league. He's got to share his uh, experience, you know? Sci-fi's like me. He's a bird you can't cage, so don't even try. you got to let him run free. So, <laughs> as far as his question goes, he can definitely select... Garen or Ash are great starters. Um, they're in the tutorials and in the training that is in-game. A lot of the reason why those two characters are selected is because they're very easy to learn the mechanics of mobility and, you know, your basics in movement and utilizing your spells during the game. Um, as far as once you get some reps in and you want to start a new character, anybody except for Blitzcrank, because I hate him, and you will not become a Blitzcrank main. That's fair. I, I'm going to answer with uh, Kogma because he's sweet. <laughs> no, don't play Kogma, <laughs> dear God. Kogma is, I think, a Pokemon. Kogma. Cosmog. Yeah. Kogma is a, is a little s slug from the void. 
Um, I mean, Ash is someone that I really like. Uh, an ADC. I like the bottom lane when you're learning because you have a partner, right? Yep. Uh, you're not a one-on-one lane, so I think the bottom lane is where it's at. So you have to decide if you're going to be an ADC or a support. I I started ADC and I I used characters like Ash or Sever um, to to learn the position. So. I like that idea because as I was learning, Jazzy just kept pulling my ass out of the fire when I would overextend or I would do something dumb, you know, so it just made it to a little a little bit easier. Not to say we did very well, but it did make it more enjoyable instead of being in a lane by yourself and just being 0-12, the jungler has given up on you because you have, you're, you're lost to the world and, uh, you know, you're just kind of left out on an island by yourself and that just kills the game real quick for you especially when you gotta like sit there and play a 45 minute game and you know you're going to lose like that's never fun so plus it teaches you a lot about the mechanics of the game i think adc is a good spot it teaches you how to cs and and last hit creeps so that you can get those that creep score up which is what cs is and you know earn that gold and you know kind of map movements it does a really good job of allowing you to learn about the character and the overall game while still playing so I would say probably start on a character that doesn't have a lot of abilities that you have to combo together. So your Ash, your Severe, your Misfortune. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, thanks for the question. And just like Sci-Fi AJ, you can support the GameZilla podcast through Patreon, patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast. That is where you can get some perks like early access to the Alpha Show game of the month where you can be a lucky winner and uh, get some free games and uh, discord access to the private discord which also influences the show live here every week alright well we got a lot to talk about so I think we should move right into it I'm not even going to give you teasers we're just going to roll do we have anything else before I say what I'm going to say anything Jazzy hashtag team echo fox (laughs) no no. Uh, I'm going to go hashtag okay. TL win before we go Team Echo Fox. Uh, okay. Let's get into it. Here's the news. Hashtag Immortals. I'm searching the web for the latest gaming news. Searching MotorCityGaming.com. Downloading headlines. Now let's have a fun about this monster story of yours. Download complete. All right. Here we go. The new Overwatch character. Go ahead and pronounce it for me, Jazzy. Orisa! That's right. We did our research. Orisa has been revealed, and we are now... (laughs) Doing our research. Something Legend of Retro doesn't do sometimes. (laughs) Zinger! (laughs) Wow, that was harsh. Yeah, go two episodes back and tell me how it went. I'm bringing the heat. (laughs) Tuesday, March 21st, Blizzard has announced that... Their new character will be coming to the game on the PS4, Xbox One, and PC. So, Jazzy, do you want to uh, go ahead and tell people a little bit about the new character? She is going to be another main tank, kind of like Reinhardt. She has abilities that will allow you to kind of shield your team, um, gather people together, so that way your team can basically kind of combo and do some good AoE damage. And uh, she just kind of protects the team, slow tank, kind of like Reinhardt. You know, you really want to put her up in front and, you know, kind of slow move that payload. 
Yeah, she looks pretty cool. Um, she's uh, built. She's a centaur built by a uh, eleven year old girl. Yep, and that's like a genius. And basically, what I, the the angle that I like that I see this character is that here's a here's a little girl that's looking to build a hero, but also sees these other heroes in the world, and she's taking her favorite functionality from her favorite heroes and building this, you know, robot. And so that's why, you know, Jazzy had mentioned things like a Zyra Blast and a Reinhardt Shield. And, uh, you know, so it's kind of cool to see um, when, when you think of it in that concept about just like me growing up, it was like I liked the, I liked X-Men, but I would always like try to like take multiple X-Men and make, you know, make the, my favorite, make my own X-Men type deal. Right. That's it, so it plays off in that sense perfectly. Like when you, oh, what's your, what if you could have one superpower, what would it be? And then you just create a superpower that blends all of your favorite superheroes' powers together? Yeah. Cop out <laughs> answer. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. All right. Next story, GameStop announces power-up rewards pro gaming pass. So let's not get confused here, okay? We already have what's called the pro power-up card, okay? It's $15 a year. We all are probably familiar with it where you get points. You get more points than the basic card, which is free. You get uh, a couple coupons, a birthday gift, which is pretty small. But not, it's not really... And you get the uh, Game Informer subscription, Okay, so you get a 12-month subscription of Game Informer, which no one reads anymore, I don't think. So, a bunch of other perks with trade-ins and Garbage, all garbage, like all, all bullshit. 10% extra credit, <laughs> 10% off pre-owned games. It's, it's, let's be honest. Fa- yeah, I mean, let's I'm agreeing on- with you. <laughs> yeah, let's be honest. At the pro level, it just it, they, GameStop was not competing with their, with their member you know, perks as much as Best Buy or Amazon was. If you're Amazon Prime, if you have the Gamers Club at Best Buy, it blew the doors off of what GameStop was offering. And so they've come up with this answer that's called the Spring Pro Gaming Pass. For only $10, you can get this pass that's good for the spring, and you will get... Uh, save $10 off of the spring games that you buy within 30 days of release. Games like um, Mass Effect. Games like Super Ghost Warrior. Prey. Whoa, what is Super Ghost Warrior? Why don't Super know Ghost Warrior 3 at that. Three. What is this game? Prey, I'm it right now. Prey, and then Elder Scrolls Online, Morrowind, and uh, what is the top game? Is it Near Automa- yeah, Automata? Yeah. So those are the games that they're that they're referencing, and it's ten bucks, and then it's gone. So you're you're fifteen dollars for the year plus your ten bucks for this period, and then I'm assuming they'll come out with like a fall pass that you'll pay ten dollars for. Oh, and oh, sniper ghost warrior. Yeah, Sniper Ghost Warrior. What did we say? Super Ghost Warrior. Uh, well, I was like, okay, Super Ghost Warrior. I got Warrior. retro games on the mind, so who knows? But anyways, those are your games, and you're paying $15 to be a, to be a pro member, and then you're paying $10 for this pass, you know, and for $30, I get Gamers Club from Best Buy for two years, and I get 20% off my games. Uh, which which equals out usually on a sixty dollar game to a little bit more than what they're doing here, and then I get twenty uh, percent. I get the ten percent off pre owned just like I do at GameStop. I if I pre order games, if I pre order certain games at Best Buy, I get a ten dollar gift certificate on top of my discount. So again, it's just kind of like, eh, 
it's not it's not as good as the other people out there and they're make and they're trying to make you buy stuff multiple times a year hey get the spring get the summer get the fall get the winter package okay so now I'm forty dollars in plus my fifteen dollars to be a pro member so now I'm fifty five dollars into your your perks you know I just I don't see the savings there like I see with Amazon Prime, where I'm buying all sorts of stuff from them, so of course I want free shipping. Oh, and I get 20% off new games just by pre-ordering them. Yeah. Plus the five games that are on this <laughs> spring gaming pass, you already got to pay $10 to get the pass, so you have to purchase more than one game to actually start saving money. Well, I'm going to buy and three can... copies of Super Ghost Warrior <laughs> Sniper <laughs> Ultra 4. It, it's Sniper True. 3, parentheses, Ghost Warrior. Super <laughs> deceiving. There's no Ghost Warriors. Damn it. I was all excited. Well, anyways, um, any any, uh, any input on this one? Did I? You know, GameStop. You, I see you trying to catch up, but you're doing it in sort of like a dickish GameStop way. Like, oh yeah, you're already a premium member. How about ten dollars more for the next three months? Like, yeah, wake it, up, wake up. Yeah, this should already be a perk. No, this is what you need to do. Take your one year subscription and fucking redo it. Absolutely. Just, just, just. Even if you just match what everybody else is doing, you will dominate again because you are GameStop. Like, I just. I'm tired of them where they're like, well, we dominate the gaming market, so we don't have to give you as good of a deal. And it's like, you're just slowly driving me away. Like, A, a good <sighs> incentive program does create brand loyalty. It's one of the reasons that I didn't want to keep my Target Switch and I wanted the Best Buy Switch because I wanted the reward points. I mm. want to buy my games at Best Buy to get the discount. I want to get the points. Like I'm locked in to the Best Buy system right now because of the deals that they're offering. It makes me only want to buy my stuff there. 100%. Next story, Rhyme release date announced. Tequila Works Rhyme will be launched on May 26 for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. What are you doing over there? Adjusting my bag. <laughs> can't have a can't have a beer can on the Twitch channel, so I got to brown bag it. Is that true? I thought I thought Cable said we couldn't have alcohol on here. Oh, well, I've been breaking that rule. <laughs> All right, cool. Anyways, well, I, I mean, mean I mean, I haven't. I mean, I haven't been breaking that rule. Oh no, neither have I. Yeah. I'm just brown bagging it. It's clearly an Arizona iced tea. <laughs> a cool, refreshing Arnold Palmer. Thanks, Arizona. This is not a Labatt. All right, so the game's coming out May 26th, and it's going to cost $29.99. Um, it'll be available digitally and uh, in retail, and it is currently available for pre-order. Rhyme will come out on the Nintendo Switch shortly afterwards and will be available both physically and digitally for $39.99. And however, there's been no exact Switch release date yet. So, uh, this is a pretty cool game. We saw it at PAX South and PAX East. And the art style is really cool. It's kind of one of these games that kind of reminds you of. The Last Guardian. It's yes. been it's been around. I was just gonna say that been, it looks a lot like The Last Guardian. That and it's been in development for quite some time. Uh, at one point, it was a PlayStation exclusive, and then the uh, the developers bought reacquired the rights of it, and it wasn't an exclusive anymore. And then it went away for a little bit. 
well, now it's back. We have a release date. Um, but I think the big piece to talk about here is the $10 price difference between if I want it on an Xbox One or a PlayStation 4 or PC versus the Nintendo Switch. Is this a trend that we're going to start seeing that the Nintendo Switch games are going to be five, ten dollars more? And it is simply because—is it simply because indie developers have to de- have to pay to manufacture these cartridges, which goes back to the N sixty four days and people talking about how much more expensive it was to to make a cartridge versus a disc? Are we seeing a slight return of that issue? Man, I hope not. <laughs> Me too. I hope not at all. The The Switch's portability and being able to do everything that I did with it at PAX East, you know, took it on the bus, pulled it out when we sat down for meal breaks, played it in the hotel, on the plane, to and from. Like, it's just the portability aspect of the Switch is awesome. And the potential that they might increase their game's value might push people away to buying it on their console systems that are at home. So I'm hoping this is maybe a one or two time deal. I don't think we'll see this for AAA titles. So I think your AAA titles are going to be the set price. And uh, I mean, I hope that with all of the excitement I had around the indie scene coming to the Nintendo Switch, I hope it's not going to be, oh, but they're going to be more expensive than if you get them on one of your other consoles, because that might deter people away from getting them on the Switch. Now, mind you, this is the first time we're seeing this. We, you know, we'll we'll keep an eye on it as more releases come out because Master Blaster was ten bucks, and I'm pretty sure, right. you know, that's that's a going price for it anywhere. I, I, if we on the 3DS, I'd be surprised if it was less. Maybe it's eight bucks. I don't know, but I think it's probably a nine ninety nine game on three DS on Switch and anywhere else it's available. But um, yeah, I it, it's slightly concerning, but I'm gonna hold back and say this is the first glimpse of it. Maybe it's just this particular developer that is deciding to do this. Maybe we're gonna find out that when the Switch version hits, we're getting more content or there's there's more to the game then I'm more comfortable with it. But we talked about this off air a little bit. There's certain games that I will happily pay my extra $10 to have it on my Switch. So I think um, this is gonna. This is one of those games where paying $10 to have it on the Switch is worth it, just like a ukulele, just like, uh, you know, I would have paid $10 more to have Blaster Master on, uh, on my Switch. So there you have it. On this next piece, I believe the Deadite is taking over. Oh, indeed I am. All right, guys. So we're going to get into uh, talking about PAX a little bit here. So obviously you guys came back from PAX. And again, as a reminder, please listen to the GameZilla Alpha podcast. Uh, They recorded that two days into the trip to Boston. They recorded it from the hotel room so you can actually get a a really fresh take on what they were thinking, what they were experiencing right there in Boston. So you gotta listen to this week's GameZilla Alpha podcast. It's a different feed, so subscribe to GameZilla Alpha on your favorite uh, way to receive your podcast. But, all right, guys. PAX East, what was your favorite game? Just, I'm going out there, going for the big guns. What was your favorite game that either you saw, played, um, or experienced, I guess, if you want to look at it on a, like, grand level? You want to go first on this one? For me, it'd be Prey 2. I 
I think really? it's just called Prey. Is, is it? I, I thought it was Prey 2. I think it's just called Prey. Is it? It's called Prey right here. Yeah, but is that for the first game? I thought it was the second game that was coming out. Yeah, that's for the f- that's for the new game, Prey. That's semantics. Jazzy, tell us about semantics. the game. So, this game was released a couple E3s ago where Bethesda was like, man, we got this Prey game coming out. It's going to be awesome. It looks like it takes place kind of uh, on a spaceship where you're doing almost like a, a puzzle, trying to fight your way through this space station and figure out why you're there. We got another trailer for it there. Nothing different as far as uh, stuff that's new that we haven't seen already, but this game just looks pretty. It's, I like the soundtrack that they have to it. The character looks like he moves pretty, pretty seamless. Didn't get to get my hands on it at all to actually play it, but it, this game just looks super interesting. Now, I, I know, I think I watched one trailer a while ago, but all the facts are escaping my mind. What kind of game is Prey? It's a first person. First person? Yep. Yeah. Um, and actually, there was gameplay that you got to watch. And Sci-Fi AJ, who uh, came to PAX East with us, uh, is, that was probably his favorite game, too, easily. And he was telling us all about him sitting there in, in this crowd of people watching them play this game and just was getting really excited because he said it felt to him like uh, Dead Space, which is one, which is a series that he really likes. Grim, what about you? What's uh, what's on your top of mind as your favorite? So my favorite game was a game that I didn't even know was going to be there. I actually didn't even know it was a game, um, which doesn't happen to me very often any- anymore. But I uh, walked by a booth and I saw a you know six foot tall toe jam, and then all of a sudden I watched Earl walking by me in a giant you know giant like suit, hmm. and I'm like. Why is Toe Jam and Earl here? And that's when I looked over at the Adult Swim Games booth, and they're making a new Toe Jam and Earl called Back in the Groove. It's a four-player co-op game coming to PS4, Xbox, PC, and Switch, and it will be four-player local and online multiplayer. I did get to play this game, and it was perfect. It feels like Toe Jam and Earl. The music's there. The all the special, you know, rocket skates and all the all the things that you could get are are there. Some new characters are joining them, and you know, same concept. You're collecting spaceship parts, trying to get, you know, and you're moving up levels that are stacked on top of each other. If you fall off the edge, you fall all the way down to the previous level. All sorts of crazy like characters that are trying to get in your way from like cell phone guy that's not paying attention, so he just runs into you and takes your money. And you know, or even the return of the boogeyman who's this little sneaky like transparent guy that like starts to show up and sneak up behind you and then like scare you and steal more money so the game is really cool we we played it two player and we got to see how it transitions from when you're by each other it's one solid screen and the second you start to go in different directions on the map you um it, it auto turns into split screen and then it also and then it auto cuts into quad you know four screens uh if you're playing four player that and it was very smooth very uh, enjoyable and then adult swim built in some cool side missions where like you'll op- you'll rip like portals in the dimension and you'll fl- you'll fall into them and then you'll go into like a 2D rhythm based like platform race where you're just trying to collect items and, and dodge things and eventually you lose your life and you fall out of it back into the real world. So, really cool. There's not a solid date on it yet. They are saying it's this year, but I 
loved everything about that game. Plus, I got my picture taken with Toe Jam. And I got my picture taken with Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, Earl wasn't there when I was. He was taking a break. Yeah. Must Damn it, Earl. Slacking on the job. <laughs> Let's get hot in that Earl suit. Damn it, Earl. Damn it, Earl. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then uh, I guess a uh, quick shout out for for the small indies. I loved that the uh, Master Blaster Zero team was there, and I got to spend some time at their booth. Picked up my cool shirt. Show it off again. Ooh, it looks like an NES box. Don't talk like that ever again. That's really super <laughs> uncomfortable. That's, I might even edit that out of the show. Good so, luck. Good luck. So if you just hear me saying I might edit that out of the show, be glad you didn't hear what just was before that because it was uncomfortable for everyone in the room. Yeah, but Toe Jam and Earl on the Switch. Come on. Do you have a you have an indie you want to give a shout out to Jazzy? No, not after that. I can't. Thank you, Jazzy. <laughs> Thank you for just getting us. I passes. can't help that. Uh, yep, let's move on. Master. It's like Krang, but like a little sexual. Yeah, it's a sexual Krang. That's exactly what I was going master. for. <laughs> no, that wasn't very good. I could do better. Want me to try? Yeah, do it. No, <laughs> no you just said never do it again. But, but, okay, when I do a real Krang, you, it's you're a real really Krang. Good. You're real Krang's legit. Shredder, Give it to her. We about to destroy the turtles. <laughs> Shredder. Shredder, ready to get to Dimension X. Okay, okay, we're getting <laughs> off track here. Toe Jam and Earl on the Switch. Blaster Master Zero was there. It was great. Okay. Also, I didn't really get to say what I played on the weekend. I will just say I beat Blaster Master at PAX East. And it was fantastic. If you have not played this game for $10, definitely add it to your Switch or wherever you want to play it because it is a lot of fun. We only play on the Switch now, so... That's just, true. That's that's how it's going to be. Even though I played something that wasn't my Switch this weekend, we're just not going to talk about that. That's fair. Because it was wrong of me to play PlayStation. Well, I can pick up my case, too, and put it over my face. <laughs> RDS case! <laughs> All right, so... Um, with that, let's transition back to some more release dates that we uh, we got while we were at PAX East, and that is uh, What Remains of Edith Finch, Prep of the Rapper, and other games have been, uh, the remaster of Prep of the Rapper, have been announced. So during this show, PlayStation came out and, and dropped this news uh, that the game's from the developer, uh, sorry, the developer of Unfinished Swan, is the one that is is the team making what remains of Edith Finch, and that is going to be coming out April twenty fifth, and then Parappa the Rapper. This one comes. This is pretty cool. Everyone's been waiting for this. Parappa I the, haven't been. Parappa the Rapper remastered is coming out April fourth. So, that's pretty cool. They they announced a bunch of games. Everything March twenty first, Rain World March twenty eighth. Prep of the Rapper, April 4th. Cosmic Star Heroin, April 11th. Full Throttle Remastered, April 18th. And What Remains of Edith Finch, April 25th. Now, What Remains of Edith Finch is the biggest one for me out of this list because we saw a lot of it at PAX South. It looked real creepy. And uh, they didn't have a big showing at PAX East. And I was like, what about, like, we saw other games that kind of, I thought it was What Remains of Edith Finch, but it was something different. I was like, well, I wonder what happened to that game. Well, now we have a release date, so looks like it's still coming out. So that's good. If you're looking for a creepy, what looked like a another type of horror survival, uh, I would look into that game. Uh, the other cool part about this is that every one of these games will be available for 20% off 
for all PlayStation Plus members who pre-order any of them, and they are up for pre-order currently now. It's so, a good deal. Yeah. They also, um, Double Fine, which is the creator of Full Throttle Remastered, uh, let everybody know that their um, their game is a PS4 as well as PS Vita um, cross-buy, cross-save. So, um, with that, we already talked about Rhyme, or Rhyme, and uh, I want to move into the other big game that was at PAX East. Quake Champions. We talked a bit about Quake Champions in the uh, GameZilla Alpha show. It was one that Jazzy wanted to focus on a bit and talk about that it looked good. This, you know, it was fast paced, you know, faster than Doom, which is typical of Quake, and uh, you know, but it looked like Doom. You know, it looked it looked the same engine. It looked pretty, and and for peop- for Quake fans, they should be excited. Well, that's at the end of PAX East. They also decided to come out and say that Quake Champions is uh, gonna go free to play. So even cooler. If you're a Quake fan, you're going to be able to pick this game up for free, similar to like Warframe and you know DC Universe Online games that they come out and they're free to play with a pay option to get access to all of the characters. So obviously there is microtransactions being figured out, but um, they were so after speaking with Polygon ID Software Creative Director uh, Tim Willits revealed the business model for Quake Champions, which he previously described as really a really hard problem. He said, Ranger is selectable by anyone, while those who purchase the Champions pack for a fixed price can pick any character in the game. And his statement is this. It's a, at its core, it's a free-to-play game with the option to buy the Champion pack and just get in and play with all of the Champions. There are a number of Quake players that just want to play their Quake. And they are familiar with the business model of our previous games, and they are totally fine. I want to buy the game. I want to start playing. I want to have access to all the champions. So, Quake Champions won't split the user's base when it comes to maps or anything else. It's simply if you want all the characters or not. With that being said, and what we've seen at PAX East, Jazzy, what do you what do you think of this news? I'm being, fine with being it. a league fan. Yeah, I'm fine it with it. Sounds very similar to league's uh, yeah, if, you know, style. Yeah, if they have <laughs> if they have a business model that is similar to what Rai has done with League of Legends, I'm perfectly okay with this. Uh, making a game free to play and drawing those people in, and then allowing them to pay for characters or skins and stuff like that. That's not going to alter the game in any major way. I think is going to be perfectly acceptable for Quake. Um, Getting to watch a lot of this at PAX East, I will say, in addition to the story, you can go to Quake.com and sign up for the beta because it looks like it's going to be worth it. So do that. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, like like Jesse said, the beta is currently – they're still allowing people to sign up for it. So you're not guaranteed a spot, but if you want to try to uh, get some early access, I would head on over to Bethesda and sign up. Let me hit the uh, let me hit the the Discord real quick, and we just want to let people know that um, you can be part of the Discord, the Discord that, that influences this show by joining Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Gamezilla Podcast. So, the only way Ethan could be more Canadian would be if he was from Canada. 
Oh, yeah, that's real true, eh? <laughs> you know, I'm drinking me a Canadian beer. I went to Jimmy Ho's for breakfast, and uh, it's kind of cold outside, so I put my toque on and ride home on my moose, don't you know? But Invalid ID, <laughs> Invalid ID decided to chime in and, and support the deadite and say, he's not Canadian. He's Amish Canadian. Oh, yeah, you know, I grew my beard, raise a barn, uh, you know, break in a horse, you know. It's uh, it's tough up there in the Manitoba way, but, uh, you know, when you're a Canadian Amish, eh, it's just uh, it's a lot of work. And, uh, you know, you got to get all your uh, chores done before you can play hockey and hit the, hit the ice, eh? <laughs> we're in the right half of that. Um, <laughs> so <laughs> Ecto Cooler chimes in, and uh, we were talking about the Switch games costing a little bit more. He says, I will pay $10 extra for Switch games. The, the Death Mountaineer chimes in and says, yeah, me too, waiting for some GameCube games. So, oh hell yeah, yeah, absolutely. Give me those GameCube, give me Luigi's Mansion, give me Metroid Prime, give me Melee, give me Melee. Yeah, get I get an amen from the congregation. Amen. Thank you. Yep, you're welcome. So, anyways, Jazzy just gave me a dirty <laughs> look for asking for an amen from the congregation. Yeah. So, Chris isn't here to filter a lot of this. I'm trying to stay up on it, but if your questions fall a little bit behind, just make sure to hang out for the post show here on Twitch. We stream every Monday night. We're a little late this week because we just got back from Boston. But um, if you uh, if we don't if we don't get to your comments, we will in the post show. So let's get back into it. Some other cool news that got announced at PAX East, and this is something that's cool, Jazzy. That I don't think we can we've ever been able to say before. We were at a convention that was dropping news that no one knew about. You know, yep. like when you go to South and even Prime, it's just the timing isn't right where there, where companies are like, hey, you haven't heard about this, but here's when it's coming out. You know, like it just, it doesn't, it's not popular. Like E3, we're going to be at E3 this year and we're going to expect to find out when Borderlands 3 slash 4, whatever the hell they're going to call it, is coming. We're, we're going to find out more about that game. We're going to find out about the Scorpio. We're going to find out about things Live at the event that we, you know, normally have to sit here and wait, you know, to to find on Reddit or on IGN or, or wherever wherever we're pulling our information from. So, this was cool to be there and find out that uh, Final Fantasy 15 Square Enix had a big booth. They were celebrating their 30 years of Square Enix, and they had you know this cool banner that had from from Final Fantasy 15 to Kingdom Hearts to Dragon Warrior. Um, all sorts of cool stuff. Final Fantasy 15 Gladio DLC plot revealed, and it sounds pretty cool. So this is our first. Sounds real cool. Yeah, this is our first dive into Final Fantasy 15 where we're not Noctis, right? We, we've played the entire game as Noctis, and we've heard the rumor that Gilgamesh was coming, a, a classic villain of the Final Fantasy world, and Gladio is going after that villain. So. Square Enix released the official trailer for episode Gladios over the weekend, revealing the classic Final Fantasy series enemy has a new look. Instead of multiple arms, which he's sported more than once, the boss seemingly now has one. Final Fantasy XV's episode Gladios is set after the group faces off against Ravis. Gladio departs the group to get stronger, training with Core in the process it comes out. On March 28th, right around the corner, this this is going to get me to dust because I have the season pass, so, th- so I'm going to download this. I'm definitely going to go back to uh, Final Fantasy 15 to play this game, uh, play this DLC, yep. because I remember when he 
leaves the group, and I'm kind of like, "What? What are you talking about? We're about to get on this boat. We're about to, we're about to go. You yeah. know, <laughs> go after some bad guys. Like, what do you mean you're going? Like, where are you going? And uh, I like, I like that now they're going to tell you know tell us reveal what what happened in, during that time so that's pretty cool and like i said this will be the first time that we we get to play final fantasy 15 as someone other than noctis but it won't be the last dlc packs starring a playable prompto and ignis are on the way as well yes and this is even cooler with a co-op multiplayer expansion to follow. Oh, that's actually very cool. If you could play this game in co-op day one, Jazzy, how hyped would you have been? Man, I would have been super hyped. Yeah. Because I would have been playing right alongside you, and it would have made the experience of this game, which was already great, even better. I'm yeah. not going to lie. That aspect may have actually got me into it. Because if we could have played as a party, like the three of us plus Brick Bitch, like I, I probably been like, okay, I'll be the fourth. I'll get in and play this game with you guys. Exactly. That that may have done it for me. And we all know I'm not a Final Fantasy fan. so Yeah, so exciting. And then lastly, uh, coming out of PAX East was the new Rocket League mode, Drop Shot, coming this month. So... A new mode called Drop Shot is being added March 22nd for free. Drop Shot will be played exclusively in Core 707, a new hexagonal arena. According to a post on Rocket League's official website, the new mode played with an electrified ball is won by destroying the floor panels on the opponent's side of the arena, then shooting the ball into the holes that have been created. It sounds interesting. It sounds cool. The videos that we've seen were cool. And I mean, uh, most of the modes they that they produce are a lot of fun. So I'm looking forward to this one as well. I'm calling for a Motor City Gaming as not just a team but community return to Rocket League because I feel like we've all been out of Rocket League for a little while now, and I think now is the time that we should be getting back in. We should be setting up some matches. We should get every listener who plays. Uh, Rocket League, who wants to game with us, and let's get some private matches going. Let's play some new Rocket League. Absolutely. Another twist in the drop shot is the ball becomes more powerful the longer it's juggled in the air. Rather than damaging one panel, balls that stay off the ground will damage either 7 or 19 panels, depending wow. on how long it remains airborne. Alongside the new mode, new achievements and trophies, rocket tra uh, trials, painted bodies, and mo oh, sorry, trails. Yeah, rocket trails, m painted bodies, and more will be added to Rocket League on March 22nd. The cool thing I like about this new game mode is it moves the goal. Like, I felt everything that they've done before being, okay, soccer, hockey, they all have, you know, nets at one end, and you're trying to get it across and score on the opponent's goal or net. This, like, the ball creates the goal depending on where it hits on the floor. So the goal that you're trying to get the ball into could move depending on where it's been throughout the match. So that's super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this definitely has gotten my, my itch for some Rocket League. Uh, I'm, I'm interested. I, I think I'm going to go back, dust off the uh, DeLorean, and get to, uh, get to playing some Rocket League. So that's, uh, that's the news we have from East. But I think uh, I think Dead Eye has one more question for us. So obviously, we know you guys go out uh, 
to PAX East looking for some some gaming good times. But I know something that very specifically is exciting for Jazzy, but I think the whole group who went enjoyed it as well. Let's talk cosplay for a little bit. I know it's a big part of uh, oh, yeah. just conventions in general. It, you know, In 2017, it doesn't matter what kind of convention you're going to, there's cosplay, but at something that's a large-scale event like, pa- like PAX East, you actually see some big league cosplayers. Uh, so let's talk. What did you guys see? What were uh, one or two of your favorite cosplays? Um, I'm going to kick this to Grim first. Uh, okay, well, my number one, I almost jumped off an escalator halfway up it to get to, to go catch her, and that was a full armored Samus Aran. That's right. Happy Metroid Tuesday, everybody. This this was so well done. I I've seen pl- plenty of zero suit Samus. Right? It, it, it's it, it's a similar easy cosplay like diva. I'm sorry if I hurt anybody's feelings, but it is. It's you know a one a one piece suit that and a little gun, a ponytail, and you know just know the character. But the armor that this that, the, that this lady had was crazy. It was it was the full suit. Was it Metroid Prime style? Was Prime it? Pri- okay. original Prime suit. Okay. LEDs in the in the shoulder, like you know, in the oh god, it was so good. And then um, the helmet was glowing. She had the she had she had all the lighting perfect, like throughout the suit. I did so she when when I first saw her, she was sitting down, and I was about to like cl- like run down the escalator, and that's when Ape and AJ decided, you know, pointing out that she was interviewing with IGN. So I don't even, like, at that time, I'm like, I have no idea who this girl is, but IGN clearly caught her, and, you know, I'll, I'll try to find her later. That's when Jazzy and, and Sci-Fi find her, get some pictures of her, and then I run into her later and get to see the suit up close, and she has done some amazing work with, with, this, uh, with this suit. We uh, talked with, she actually had a handler. Yep. Jazzy, you want to explain the handler a little bit? <laughs> so I didn't actually get to talk to the cosplayer herself because she was too busy with photo op after photo op because everybody wanted her picture. But I did get approached by her handler and got to talk to her for a good five, ten minutes and go over, like, how long it took her to make the suit and, you know, little stuff like that, time in investment, like how much passion goes into stuff like this, but also got a little background on her job as a handler and making sure that she stays hydrated, fed, you know, like hair out of her eyes for photos. Like it's not just, oh, you dress up and you go take a couple photos and you're good. Like there was an actual job behind what the handler had to do. So had a lot of fun talking to the handler and just getting kind of that behind the scenes of, man, you you know, can make a great cosplay, but how much work it goes into the people behind the scenes. Yeah, so, and we did get some pictures of her, so if you head on over to the Instagram page, gaming uh, Motor City Gaming, Motor City Gaming, you can find a picture of her. Uh, in that picture, she is tagged, so you can go see some of her other cool cosplay from her personal page. And that was uh, that was my my favorite. Now we'll 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 switch back and forth. Well, let's do two each. So go ahead. What was your favorite? 
Well, both of mine are going to be from Holy League of Legends cosplay. <laughs> they had a meetup, and there had to be 50 to 60-plus League of Legends cosplay artists there that all got together. It was ran pretty smooth. They had one person that was kind of calling out different uh, you know, champion names and or roles in the game so that these groups of people can come up and get specific uh, group shots. Let's just shout. Let's just give a call out because they... We've always talked highly of them. This was run by Riot. Run by Riot. There's two people running it. One of them was the shot caller. The other one, you know, just just kind of helping out. And they both were from Riot putting on this big, you know, photo shoot, which was awesome. And it went very smooth for the amount of people and the (laughs) just... That's 50 to 60 plus cosplayers. Then the amount of people that were jammed into this corner <laughs> that they had it. So there was easily 200 plus people in this area, and they, they ran it really smooth. But I'm going to give a shout out for my first one to a Mecha Kha'Zix. Oh my God, beautiful. The character is very uh, praying mantis ish. So it has like these kind of like blade arms and wings and. Obviously, it's it's made of metal like a robot, hence Mecha, and the detail that they've done to not only like make it look like it had the joints of a robot, but the fact that the wings illuminated from one point to the other, like it wasn't just oh they glow red. Nope, you the, it was like <laughs> it was like almost a pulse through the wings That's of awesome. the red. Oh, it was it was and amazing. It was very well done. Super awesome job. So that was probably one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. Um, so my number two has to be, and this is tough because I have one in league that I really want to pick, but I have to give it to the Overwatch Reinhardt. Yeah. <laughs> the Overwatch Reinhardt, which also can be found on our Instagram and will be found in our upcoming uh, videos that we took at PAX East. This was a full-size Reinhardt. It towered over me. I would say it was nine nine feet tall. Nine feet tall. And this guy that was inside this, this suit was, uh, was on stilts. He had an amplifier built into his suit, so when he talked, it projected his voice. It made him sound big. It made him sound, you know, powerful. And he had a whole crew of characters with him, you know, like Junkrat and Soldier and Mercy. And they were running in, like, a squad. And then he would, like, stop and then command them, you know, like, have them all shout out one of their lines. And then basically, like, be like, let's move the payload. And, like, then, like, that was their <laughs> signal to keep moving through the, through the, uh, through the convention and it was just it was amazing because it looked great and you have to think that there's a you know there's a normal human being inside this thing controlling this that the aren't like his arms clearly don't go all the way to those actual fingers at the end like it's all done just you know some of it was done with pulley systems some of it was just gravity based that he could make it work and we saw him tear it down behind the blizzard booth where you could see how intricate the inside of this cosplay was so that he could function properly it's super impressive i i was blown away at how just epic that that cosplay was my number two and I will make sure that you get your shout out for the one that you want. Yes, is the Project Master Yi. Damn it, there's actually one more, <laughs> but I do love the Project Master Yi. The detail in just the painting of this cosplay was probably some 
I'm going to go ahead and say it's the best paint job I've ever seen on a cosplay. <laughs> ever. I, I walked up to it to make sure it wasn't 100% metal. Yeah. Like, it looked like it was metal. Amazing. So it was all foam-based. Project Master Yi has, like, metal components. So, like, his boot, his, like, legs, knees, arm pieces and stuff like that were made out of metal. And everything was painted to look like it was actually metal. But not just metal. Like, tarnished metal. Like, yeah. dirty. It's been banged up. He's got the nicks and grooves cut into it. It was just so well done. And then just the... I'm like, okay, so the paint job's cool. Maybe he didn't spend the time on the rest of the stuff. Nope. His, like, inside lining on point to the... Even the LED lights that he had glowing inside of his helmet. So the thing about the lights in the helmet, that, that this is what caught me and made it feel so special, is that you know there's a head in there, right? There's a, there's a human being inside that, that helmet. and But the way he did it was, like, if you've ever seen one of those, like mirrors on the wall that have LED lights in it and it creates like the forever look like it just kind of keeps you know going down a hallway type deal that's what he did with the LEDs and the visor so you couldn't see him but it also you couldn't see his face but at the same time you felt like you could see into the visor and they just was it just was going into nothing mm-hmm. and it was super cool kind of creepy and at the but again at the same time he could see so it was like super. Like I was like, man, that is really, really well done. So I just got uh, the the quick meet and greet. Like, hey, you know, great job on your cosplay. You got a little bit more time with them, and were able to ask him questions like how long it took. So, um, ten months, you said? Ten months, yeah, ten months. <laughs> and um, we are going to reach out to him. Uh, we we networked with him. We got his uh, contact information. He is going to come on the Alpha Show, and we're going to build a cosplay episode about you know building cosplay concepts and you know time it takes and just commitment we're gonna have a, an in-depth look into the world of cosplay kind of cool things you do on the gamezilla alpha podcast that's right all right i'm picking one more and so are you because you didn't pick it and it was the other project skin project ash man just because she's my favorite she's my favorite and this girl did a great job. Her outfit looked great, and the bow was beautiful. The bow looking all you know, super mechanical. All the LEDs lighting through like you know, plastic glass looking uh, shards, and it you know, it just looked great. We got pictures uh, of her, and that is also on our um, Instagram. And you can find a lot of these cosplay photos on MotorCityGaming.com in the blog. That is PAX East Day 1. So, Hey, I want to go with one more then, if you're going to go in more. I, was, I told you to. Okay, good. I'm going to go special shout-out. I'm going to step away from League, and I'm going to give it to an 8-year-old girl who is a super big fan of the game and wanted to cosplay. Her parents let her run with it and said, hey, if you want to do this, then you know we'll help you, but you have to make the outfit yourself. And she made, out of cardboard, the cutest, most adorable, but well done for an eight-year-old, pink diva mech. Oh, it, it was, it the, was, she the, was the adorable the, thing ever. She was the best diva in the entire building. <laughs> I can't even hate on that, and I hate diva, but shout out to that little girl <laughs> being a dope-ass little girl. We were up in this, like, glass hallway. Yeah. Like, two of them cut second across. Second floor. Yeah, second floor. Hundreds of feet away. <laughs> 
and we <laughs> see. I was like, "Oh my gosh, look at that little, uh, that cute little pink diva kid." And they're like, "Where?" And we, I showed them through the through the window, and they're like, "We have to go talk to her." And we ran down a flight of stairs to go see this little girl and yeah. talk to her about her cosplay. And later on, it was even better. It was we we um, were going to the Blizzard booth, and right in front of the Blizzard booth, there she was, posing in a f- battle formation against a another you know let's say 8 to 10 year old boy who decided to build himself as bastion with cardboard boxes That's and awesome. he, and he looked really good too so together they made an awesome scene um, for for a photo op so yeah i like i like seeing seeing the uh, the little girl in the in diva mech that was for all the for all you divas that are just you know buying a one piece a one piece suit and a little gun and then putting a few little pieces of paint on your cheek, go talk to that eight year old. She's got dedication. Yeah. Step your game up, That's divas. Right. Your trash character and your trash cosplay. <laughs> but no, thank you to <laughs> thank you to all the cosplayers that spent time with us, talked about their you know talked about their cosplay and uh, and let us take photos. You're all amazing, and it's just it's fun. You add to this. To these conventions, you add to these events, and it's um, you know, it's something special. So it's, it's a lot of work, and I, I want to make sure they get the credit. And then I want to thank uh, everybody that we got to talk to at the convention. You know, a lot of people took time out of their day. You know, they let people walk by their booth because they were busy talking to us. So I want to make sure they're all recognized. Uh, special shout outs to Cinch Gaming, Jim, the uh, the owner of Cinch Gaming, spent some time with us. And uh, gave us updates. He's going to be coming on the GameZilla Alpha show to talk all about everything new at Cinch Gaming with Cinch Controllers. And then another shout-out goes to Underbite Games, creator of Super Dungeon Tactics. They are another Michigan company and spent some time. uh, Brian and Corey spent some time with us at the show, so thank you very much. They're GameZilla Alpha alumni. They are. So go back to episode one of the GameZilla podcast. Is it episode one or episode zero? I don't remember. Nope. Episode. One. You got it. One. Yeah, because you one. numbered them like an idiot. Episode one of the GameZilla podcast for Underbite. GameZilla Alpha podcast for Underbite Games. Yeah. So. And we'll be doing more with Underbite as well. So they, uh, they've they talked about some big things that are coming up, but they can't tell us yet. But when they uh, when they are allowed to, they told us they would we would be the first to know. So more games coming our way from Grand Rapids. And then just some quick quick shout-outs to Trigger Devils and uh, what was the – Hob, right? Hob. Hob, really cool game. Nerds Apparel. Nerds Apparel. Uh, yeah, Nerds Apparel, another awesome group. Sudden, uh, was it Sudden Impact? I believe so. Yeah, another a, a retro booth. There's again. I'm sorry, we're not going to name them all off, but there's some there's some shout outs. Thank you though to everyone that spent some time with us at PAX East. You you made it a great trip, and you know we um we're thankful. So that's been the news. You can read a lot more about PAX East on our blog at MotorCityGaming.com. I have one blog up already. I'm working on a second. Jazzy has a blog up as well. Um, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Motor City Gaming, Gaming in Detroit. And there you can see a lot of the photos, a lot of the videos of myself, Jazzy, Sci-Fi AJ, and 8-Bit AJ um, all hanging out at PAX East and, and a lot of cool coverage. Things like me standing in Optimus Prime's palm. I was fanboying hard when that happened. So 
But yeah, so we had a great time, um, and a lot of news came out of it. So we were able to make this show special just based off of everything that came out of PAX East. That was pretty cool. But that's all I got. I think it's time for Jazzy to get into some emails. Yeah. The FBI has just sent a letter to informing them that they have discovered new emails. Downloading GameZilla emails from info at MotorCityGaming.com. Okay, Jassy, fiddle your GameZilla mailbox is up to date. Just a reminder that you can influence a show and get early access to our GameZilla Alpha podcast by supporting us on Patreon.com slash GameZilla podcast. First email is going to come from Dwight Kirkpatrick. And he says, what I really want to know, did Jazzy get any PAX East groupies? And the answer to that question is, I try to get as many groupies as I can every show that I go to. And uh, I could say that I got a couple one-two groupies this time. Oh, breaking some hearts out there, Jazzy. Sci-Fi AJ doesn't count, okay? Then I had no groupies. Oh, (laughs) man. You were going for a little mustache pleasure with Sci-Fi AJ and his... I mean, I had a great time. Well, I mean, if you AJ go if you go over trip. to Instagram, you can watch Sci-Fi AJ wearing a 3XL woman's Logitech T-shirt. I think, you know, Jazzy got confused. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, it's easy. He's a he's super a super good looking. He's a hell of a shirt. man. It's uh, it'd be easy to get things a little twisted up. Man, his his muscles were popping out of those sleeves like gators popping lines down in the bayou. Yeah. Oh yeah. Down in the bayou, snap him up. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, we may have uh, been forced to watch Swamp People during it, our trip. It was a, not the best way to wake up one of the mornings, but a very interesting way to wake up one real of the mornings. Quick, real quick side note: obviously, I love Sci-Fi AJ. There was a time I want to say it was like a Sunday morning when we were sharing a room together in college. He wakes me up at like 7 a.m. He's on his laptop, laying in his bed, volume cranked up super high, watching like a, a wrestling DVD that I gave him all about Kane and Paul Bearer. And so I will get woke up to like, Kane, my demon, Kane. And I'm like, I am pissed because I probably went to bed at like <laughs> 3 a.m. because I never slept in college. And and like I'm like super mad for like 30 seconds. I was like, ah, screw it. And like I get off my phone futon that I slept on and like Roy and like walked across the room and just laid down on his bed to watch this wrestling DVD with him so he'll do that he'll just wake you up when he wants to get up oh we don't need to you to tell us this he did it every 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 day let me tell you my story people another go my best story of of this an example of what you had just mentioned I'm teaching him about league all weekend right yeah he he's interested he hopped in made an account he's doing his training and I let him know that my favorite character to play is Morgana. One of her moves is called Cosmic Binding, where she shoots out this black, like, almost like Ryu Hadouken-looking thing, and if it hits you, it roots you in place for a couple seconds. So I got the pleasure of sharing a bed with Sci-Fi AJ on this trip, and I'm kind of like rolling. Yeah, I like roll over. I'm like just kind of barely waking up, like, oh, should I go back to bed or should I, you know, should I get up now? And I just hear a whisper in my ear that goes, man, Jazzy, how about that cosmic binding, though? (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, did you seriously just ask me first thing before I'm even up? 
how about that cosmic binding? <laughs> you got to be ready. There was a, again, not to go too far off into a tangent, there was a time that he was sleeping on the couch while we were hanging out in college, and he just woke up halfway through a nap and just said, ungulates, which are hooved mammals, and then passes out and goes back to sleep. I was like, hey, wake up. Why did you just say ungulates? He's like, I said ungulates? You mean like hooved mammals? I was like, yes. And he's like, I don't know. I was sleeping. <laughs> you got to be prepared for anything with that guy. Yeah, like uh, him jumping on the Team Liquid bandwagon, buying a hat and getting a free mouse pad and oh, just yeah. going going hard with Team Liquid. He went real hard. Yeah, we out here, Team Liquid. He, he put yeah. it in all his Snapchats. And the best part- I'm an Immortals guy myself. <laughs> the best part is they win a game over the weekend and he just went off. No, the best part is this. <laughs> Here's the best part. I'm wearing a Counter-Logic hat. He's wearing an Echo Fox hat. We know this guy loves Immortals, Okay. We've posted about him a bunch of times. Sci-Fi AJ posts one goddamn photo about Team Liquid, and Team Liquid's page, been verified, it's their actual fa- their actual page, liked his photo. <laughs> I'm talking 75,000 followers, Team Liquid, liked his photo, and I'm like... You gotta be kidding me! I guess I'm gonna be a Team Liquid fan since they actually pay attention. Right. He has a he has a strong history of picking a team and going with it. Um, he knows I'm a Red Wings fan, as everyone in this uh, room is in the studio right now. Big Red Wings fans. Uh, he just decided one day he wanted to be a Winnipeg Jets fan, and then showed up at my apartment with a legitimate Winnipeg Jets jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he bought like probably an eighty like, dollars like jersey, old school or like the new Winnipeg. The new. Jets. It's a new oh, Jets nice. jersey, and nice. I was like. Man, you got Jets jersey? Yeah, man. We all in on the Jets. I'm like, I guess it, Jay. <laughs> We're all in on the Jets. Oh. So so his team his team liquid love is going to continue. He's not he's he still roots for the Jets, just like he roots for the Jags and the Twins. He just picks teams and goes with them. So <laughs> you guys better watch out that his sci-fi AJ's team liquid love will live on, I promise you that. I don't doubt it. I do not doubt it. So to wrap up the answer, Dwight, uh I did not get Get any new groupies at PAX East. However, I brought my favorite groupie, Sci-Fi AJ, along with me. Next question is from Would You Kindly BMC. I have made a horrible mistake. For 27 years, I have gamed and gamed hard. But it took until March 3rd for me to open my no, mind to no, portable gaming. No, fuck this guy. <laughs> Skip this question. I can't. I can't. I gotta. I gotta read it. <sighs> Why might you ask? Is he a patron? <laughs> yeah. Shit. Yeah. Okay, you have to read it. <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm a cheap bastard or not wanting to be tempted to game everywhere or maybe i want to spend more time with my smoking hot wife and kids or maybe you're an idiot <laughs> that has a smoking hot wife and kids okay shout out to the kids because <laughs> gamezilla it's for the children <laughs> whatever the reason i was wrong while you all played on your game boys game gear 3ds's psps and vitas i have been living in denial no longer my brothers and sisters i have seen the light I love my Switch for what it is to me. A great portable for AAA games and indies that I can play on my TV if I choose. No, it doesn't do the stuff that my PS4 Pro and Xbox One Xbox One does, 
But why do I need another one of those? Oh, anyway? shut the fuck up! <laughs> he is. You shut your goddamn mouth! He, you piece of garbage! He is dick riding the switch <sighs> so hard. That is what I had been saying. You don't get to come in here and just be like, "Well, you know, I didn't want it to be like my PS4." <laughs> when three months ago you were like, "This thing's garbage because it's not powerful enough." It's it underpowered. It's this, underpowered trash, and only fanboys are going to buy it. <laughs> this guy. Can't, this system can't play Horizon Zero Dawn. Yeah, well, guess what? You've been busy playing Zelda, and it's been killing Horizon Zero Dawn. How's it feel? You fucking... Oh! <laughs> so his question is, what took you a while to try, and then you loved it? Maybe a game? Genre? Council sex stuff? Whoops, I mean video game stuff? Game on, my heroes of gaming, your friend of the show for eternity, BMC. Hmm, let's see. What took me a while? Being your friend, that's what took me a while. <laughs> Poor decision. You've brought the plague of Buttmaster Caleb on all of us. God damn it. Um, I love you, BMC. <laughs> man, what took me a while? I don't know. I just... <laughs> I, I jump in on everything, man. Like, I waste so much goddamn money. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of maybe something that, like, I came late to the game on. For me, honestly, and it's going to, you know, maybe be a surprise, League of Legends. Oh, yeah, I that's was a good heavy one. into I, there, WoW. That's a great one for me. I got into League, didn't really like it the first time I played it, went back and continued playing WoW, and then when I hit... Uh, parts in WoW where I was bored, I'd go back and give it a try, and it wasn't until probably about the third time I picked it up that I really fell for the game. Yeah, League of Legends is a good answer for me, too. I uh, I didn't like it the not the first 47 times I played it, um, and then on the 48th time when Jazzy came along, I still hated it. But I love my friends, so I put up with it, and then after, honestly, right before we got, you know what got me hyped? The league, the actual pro league, and once I and once Jazzy started getting me, you know, somewhat interested, and then we went and we went to Toronto. I was all in. I was like, I want to play league. I want to. I want to go to these events, and it's just so much fun to watch. The strategy is cool. I finally am starting to get the concept, and that's so. It took me a long time to really like love the game. Um, after many, many opportunities. 47 might be stretching it, but it's still, it's double digits where I picked it up and quit. It's probably why I have like eight accounts and I get confused when I log into the wrong account. Oh, get this. Oh, God, don't. Are we we really going here? Yeah, we're really going here. I have to do it. All right. So Grimlock (laughs) gets locked out of his account on League Grimlock. That's his, his character, his summoner La- name. Long time ago. Long time ago. Possibly he 2015. He tries finding this, sends emails to Riot, cannot get into his Grimlock account. Just can't do it. It's He's forgotten the email, he doesn't know which one it was, all this stuff. That's what happens so, when you're a senior citizen yeah. and you play video games. So he fact, creates fact. a new account called Kylo J and grinds the account up to 30 so he could start playing ranked. And dumps a lot of money. Dumped a lot of money into some skins, stuff like that. So he's he's full on the new account. Well, he can't remember his new account while we're in Boston, (laughs) so he goes and tries to, like, look it up through the email and finds his Grimlock account. No, 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 no. You got this story all wrong. There was no email of how I found my Grimlock account. (laughs) By guessing... 
I happened to get my username and password right to get into my Grimlock account. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is it, level 30. And I'm like, this is my account. And I go, wait a minute, this says Grimlock on it. Oh, my God, this is my old account. <laughs> so the worst part was when I, I figured that out, I gave up for the night because I couldn't play. We get to the airport, and I'm like, and we have time. I'm like, I'm going to play a match. I'll just log into my old account. I couldn't remember it. I'm like, I'm like, dear God, I guess so many times that the one time I got lucky, I'm not sure if I did this, 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 or this. I figured it out again, and now I've documented that. But I still don't know my new account that has all of my real purchases and my current stuff in it. Um, it is located on my home computer, so I'll be okay. But I couldn't play on, you know, well, while we were in Boston because of that, so... But yeah, I uh, I found my two-year-old account that I had pretty much given up on, along with three other accounts that I forgot I made. Well, there you go. Now nah, you're sweet. Now nah, you're <laughs> sweet. So how about you? Uh, you know, something that I will uh, admit to sleeping on for 15 years, roughly, before it the bug bit me really hard, and it's something you guys know I love a lot. Uh, I didn't really start playing Mortal Kombat till like 2005. Yeah. So, I mean, so I guess that, what is that, 13 years of its existence that I wasn't playing? It came out in the early 90s. Um, I started playing it, Mortal Kombat 2, on the Super Nintendo. I started playing it about 2005, and now you guys know how much I love that series now. But I didn't play it a ton as I was as a kid because I was actually a big Street Fighter fan, and you know how I kind of hate Street Fighter now. So that's uh, that's what I got. Everyone should hate Street nice. Fighter now, unfortunately. Oh, man. Street Fighter getting that bad rap. Yeah, well, it deserves it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Our next question is from Zando. Everybody seems to be getting old and grizzled in movies and video games. What character would you like to see getting old and grizzled in a future game? I know it may seem cliche right now, but I'd love to see a game starring Old Man Link. Where we always see him young and vibrant, imagine an old pissed-off Link not putting up with anyone's crap. That would be awesome. What about you guys? It's a good answer. Oh, I just got. I just saw Logan, and uh, so I, I totally get where he's coming from. Logan was fantastic, but uh, if I had to pick a character that I would like to see, and I think we're about to get it, is Kratos. You know, I think, and we're seeing an older Kratos, but like Kratos has always been a badass. But to but to see an an older Kratos that uh, maybe you know. Has power, but also has has knowledge. You know, because he's been through all these crazy battles, would be uh, would be super cool. And as one to throw in there, um, playing through Horizon Zero Dawn, I wouldn't mind watch getting like if the sequels age Aloy, I would I would be completely okay with that too because Aloy. You know, you, you, you travel through her as a kid and into her early adulthood, and that's really your timeline that you're playing, and she feels like such a badass. She's so special. So, like, you know, now that she has the outside world knowledge, now that she has that, how how cool would it be, you know, to see a an older Aloy? Yeah. Xander, I am going to save 
one of your favorite gaming franchises with this answer. Oh, God. And I want to see them bring back E-Honda as an old bearded guy. And he is like the Miyagi training the next Street Fighter, okay? That has got to be a better storyline than any of the garbage that they've had in their last game. Can you just go ahead and answer this one again differently? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> That's my answer, and I'm sticking to I it. I thought you were for sure going to say, I want to see an older Shovel Knight because I want more Shovel Knight. Man, I do like me some <laughs> Shovel Knight. Gotta love that. If I got a bearded Shovel Knight, I'd be like, man, just that's that, my dude. Yeah, like you can't see his face, but just have this giant beard hanging out of his, out out of his, his helmet. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> man. There you go. Good call. So, so let's be realistic that in retirement, we can assume that some of our video game heroes and villains would be fiscally responsible and some would blow all their money on stupid stuff. I want to see an old ass Wario who's broke because he doesn't have any retirement <laughs> plans and he's like, ah, oh, screw this. Like he's like an he's like a get off my lawn angry Wario who's trying to get any coin that he can to survive. Uh, to retire, so that that's what I want out of Wario. I want him real pissed and a, a real real miser trying to pinch his pennies. AKA Allen Iverson. Man, why you gotta bring the answer into this? <laughs> you know, you damn well know that Allen Iverson is my favorite basketball player. Why do you have to bring the answer into this? Well, I mean, you know the stories, right? Yeah, absolutely. We all know the answers. <laughs> Made some really poor decisions, including coming to Detroit to play for the Pistons. <laughs> <laughs> but you know that Mr. Practice, we talking about practice, is my boy. He's actually probably okay now because he had some weird like money release after so many years yeah. by Reebok. Yeah, and also he's playing in that Ice Cube 3-on-3 three -three retired basketball player league. <laughs> what? Have you heard about that? No. Uh, Cube, straight up, Cube started a 3-on-3 three -three league that ha consists of like Retired NBA players who can't hang anymore but could still play in this league with some, like, celebrities and stuff. I don't know a ton about it, but I know AI is in on it because Cube's running it. That Man, sounds, was he in that the, game we saw at PAX East called Super Dunk? Yeah. Was it called Super Dunk? I thought I saw something else. Something Dunk. Yeah. I thought it was Super Dunk. Another indie game that basically was uh, NBA Jam. Yes. On crack, yes, with like bears. Give me crack, give <laughs> me bears, give me jam. I want that game. <laughs> it, it did look pretty sweet. So I hit the wrong button, <laughs> man. And he's butthurt I mean, you because might he's be, not getting the bears. You might be butthurt because am, you didn't get to experience this like I we am, did. You guys didn't tell me at all about NBA Jam Bear on crack game. <laughs> Because we didn't I, want you to get too excited before the show. We all know that I'm easily excitable over Fact. stupid things. Absolutely. But I'm not excitable at all over reasonable things. Okay. So that Man, they have this it. giant wheel in Don't, front of stop, the net. Stop! And I it has like little circles wheel, on it. Like Wheel of Fortune. And a couple of that money signs. And if you're <laughs> money on that signs, money I sign, money. <laughs> if you're on that money sign and you go to do a dunk, depending on how fancy your dunk is, you earn cash. Cash? <laughs> Bears getting paid for doing slam dunks? Listen, why didn't you guys bring me back like a beta code or something for this? What's the developer? What's the game called? <laughs> We got we got video. Maybe and you photos should just come you. to Boston with us. Yeah. Listen, time. I'm not going anywhere with you because I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> just tell me what the damn game was oh, called. No, then I'm going to keep all the bear dunking greatness Listen, to myself. Sci-fi AJ will spill the beans, so you <laughs> might as well just tell me now. 
Yeah, well, he's got to spill the beans. Did he spill the beans on me having a switch? He didn't. I'm a little hurt by that. <laughs> That's my man right there. And he didn't. He didn't be like, man, you know, Jazzy's sleeping on having a switch. Like, he's got it. He, yeah. he didn't tell nobody. It's because we came bros over this. Weekend. All of this is deceit and hurt <laughs> that you are collaborating with Sci-Fi AJ to hurt me. And uh, I don't know. I guess uh, I. I guess I wish I wasn't out of my tall boy. It's all cashed out. The brown bag special. <laughs> All right, yep. man, are you ready? I can't cope. I know I'm not ready for anything. It's called Dunk Lords with Dunk a Z. Lord! With a Z. Where is my phone? I got to Google <laughs> Dunk Lords. When does this come out? On what platform? Because I have a PC now, so I can literally play anything but Xbox. <laughs> you technically can play your Xbox because you have a PC. Dunk Lords. <laughs> But can we talk about NBA Hangtime and how it's the best version of NBA Jam? <laughs> no, <we can't. laughs> NBA Hangtime was amazing on the GameCube. Yeah, GameCube was on the N64. It wasn't on GameCube. Oh yeah, yeah. I played uh, NBA Courtside on the uh, which was which was a jamish game on the GameCube. But yeah, the 64 version was amazing. Man, you remember when like my ninth birthday party came around? And I invited you over for that um, overnighter. And we had an NBA Jam tournament, but we had to play on my fireplace. Yep. And what? the fireplace was actually lit. Like, I don't know what my parents were thinking. Yeah. But, yeah. but we had the NBA Jam it was tournament. very warm. In front of the fireplace. It's very warm. Man, I still have flashbacks old, from there, the good old there times. There is we're not enough. Playing NBA Jam. There is not enough about Dunk Lords on Google.com. Are you I, guys sure you're not making. Did you guys, like, conspire man. against me? I mean, here you go. Yeah. I have picture proof. It's right here. Dunk Lords. Adjust your angle your screen. I can't see. That's Dunk Lords. Are you putting an L O R D Z? I thought so. (laughs) (laughs) All right, keep going with the email. All right, thank you for the question. But you guys got me a beta code, right? Absolutely. Oh yeah, yeah. We'll give it to you. I never. The last question comes from Acto Cooler. (laughs) Dear MCG Overlords. Remember growing up when you wanted to throw your controller because you lost your last life? I do. Trying to get past the speeder bike level in Battletones ruined my childhood. What game made you want to rage quit and break your controller? With you in spirit, Ecto. Ooh. Um. <laughs> that was good. Good unison. Thank you. My, my answer is simple. It's a game called Brink. I hate Brink. Everything about it made me want to kill myself. No, but I have a real answer and a story. It is Street Fighter 4, and it is Seth, the last boss, with the yin-yang in his fucking gut. And I got so mad that I had this really cool Halo limited edition Xbox 360 controller. I had the Spartan one, and I had the Covenant one. The Spartan one was my favorite, and it was the one I was using. And I got so mad that I threw it, and my bedroom at the time was four concrete walls. No windows, just concrete walls. And I threw the controller in the ground while I threw it a little long, and it hit the concrete and shot back into my face. (laughs) (laughs) The controller broke off the concrete, mind you. So when it hit my face... It wasn't as round and smooth as I remembered it. It cut it cut my face, and I was bleeding, Man, and I had a broken Xbox 360 controller. And at that point, 
I told myself I need to chill the fuck out, and uh, I don't think I've thrown a controller since. I now just resort to taking my fist and punching my thigh really hard, usually when I'm playing League of Legends. Otherwise, I'm pretty good normally. I just yeah. cuss a lot. I can honestly tell you that I have never oh, sorry. thrown a controller. And I still have that controller. Oh, do you? As a re- I, to remind me not to throw controllers. We're going to bring it on the show next week? I'll fi- I, yeah, absolutely. I think yeah. it's in, it's up in the game room. I'll bring it on the show. Yeah, let's do it. It's a mess. I have never thrown a controller. Primarily because growing up, uh, I was a little less uh, wealthy in the gaming uh, aspect. So uh, to have a system in the games that I had was a blessing. So instead of throwing the controller, what I do is I do punch my, my <laughs> I do punch my thigh, punch the arm of the chair. Uh, the most recent one that I can tell you, <laughs> and I don't think you guys realize the extent of what this was, because I went off, and I'm going to go off again on it, but I don't think you know to the extent. So I have my PlayStation Anniversary Edition <laughs> 4 controller that I'm utilizing. I don't even know why I'm laughing right now. <laughs> I'm just getting ready. Yep. My PS4 Anniversary Edition controller, it's like the old PS1 controller, gray, looks super cool. Man, I love it. I've, I got it all set up. I'm utilizing it. I'm feeling good. And then my rank comes out in Overwatch. <laughs> and I get knocked down to bronze. Cable2KX is in the chat with me in my headphones. I mute them. And I hit my desk that I custom built myself, mind you. I love this desk. No, I hit the desk. Do I break my controller? Yes. Didn't even throw it because when I hit the desk, <laughs> my pop can comes flying up, lands in my lap where my controller's sitting, and dumps all into my my PS4 anniversary. Co- so oh. now every button's sticky. Like, like I'm not talking like I'm not talking like like normal. Like oh, it sticks a little bit. I'm talking like it's still sloshy. Like you can hear that bitch. Like you hit the X button, it's like. <laughs> 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 So now I can't use my controller and I can't play Overwatch ever again. <laughs> oh, I really am going to have to sell you this uh, scuff controller. And unfortunately, I can't do what he did with Dr. Pepper because it was a Mountain Dew and I love Mountain Dew. <laughs> and that's your own fault, your own rage. You just need to boycott Overwatch because that had nothing to do with the Mountain Dew. Don't blame the Dew, dude. Luckily, my desk was okay. I, I built it pretty well, but... <laughs> Oh, man. Overwatch, I swear to God, you owe me a PS4 anniversary disc controller. I've had a controller. So so I have a, I have a DualShock 4 right here. And you can see how the shell doesn't – the top of the shell doesn't go all the way down to the end of the controller. I've gotten so mad in Destiny that I don't throw controllers anymore. But I flex them, right? <laughs> I get, I go, get the fuck out of here. No, we did not. And I sit there and I flex the controller. And sometimes I get so mad. I've actually had the shell pop apart. And I, and I, and I could see the goddamn vibrator. The, vi- <laughs> the vibration, rumble The rumble machine <laughs> spinning around. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I snap it back down. I'm like, okay, calm down. Calm down. <laughs> you guys are really high strung. Like- Man, I get stressed out. Yeah. By I the mean, way, uh, the Death Mountaineer says, uh, "Rubbing alcohol and a and a toothbrush, man, it'll fix it." Also, Xanax. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Man, 
<laughs> you should see us playing Splatoon, Death Mountaineer. It's oh, not good, man. Yeah. You need to get in some Splatoon with us because I don't even know if I want to buy that for the Switch now I have because I like my Switch, so we're going to have yeah. to play that on the Wii U. I have a Wii U gamepad that that functions like a Switch, if you get what I mean. The Joy-Cons <laughs> on the Wii U, yeah. Yeah, I made my own. So, I, I I think I just learned something just now. Because I'm terrible at video games, I only have myself to blame when things go bad, so I don't get as enraged as you guys. This is true. But, let me take you back to my youth. Take you back to what may be my all-time number one game, WrestleMania 2000. Have either of you played the story mode in WrestleMania 2000? If I did, I don't remember. Yeah, I don't remember. It is a grueling grind through an entire year of WWE matches. You have to wrestle like two to three matches a week or whatever. And then you get to the Royal Rumble. The only way to go to the main event of WrestleMania is to win the Royal Rumble. It is impossible to win the Royal Rumble in WrestleMania 2000. I am the best WrestleMania 2000 player in the entire world. <laughs> I, w I was at a time. I was the best. I was unbeatable. I'm not good at anything in life. I'll whip anyone's ass at that game. Anyone. And I don't care. You could have invented the game, and I'll put you in the grave. Like, I'm not, I'm not afraid of anything. That's a real death threat. It's a real death threat. <laughs> I'll put you in the ground. You, I'm the undertaker of WrestleMania 2000. Um, well, at a time I was. In a past life, when I was 17 years old, I was untouchable. I remember getting to being the last two people in the Royal Rumble and getting knocked out by Stone Cold Steve Austin and just wanting to kill myself. Like, it was extreme. <laughs> it was like, no! I, I Because I played the Royal Rumble mode like... 20 times to even get that close because it's so easy to get eliminated and I made it. I'm like, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Knocked over the top rope and I never ever played the story mode for WrestleMania 2000 ever again. I was like, that's it. I am never going to get that close again. I'm never going to try. Um, I'm just going to go upstairs and take a big old rage dump because <laughs> I am, my whole body was like shaking like, I need to he poops. He poops in anger. Yeah, I do. I do. I get so upset. I have diarrhea. It's not even a joke. So um, that is. Uh, I'm sure I have a recent instance where I I felt that way, but that was uh, that was one that stuck with me. I, I realize all mine are Overwatch recently. Like <laughs> I've had my games in the past, but oh no, Destiny's pissed you off. Oh yeah, Destiny too. Um, but Overwatch. I remember one time I was playing late with a couple of my friends online, and I'm not going to say any names. But if it's somebody from our group that I game with, or it was a couple of the randos that uh, were playing with me, there was a time where I got so mad that we lost this match, and I realized that the rest of my family is sleeping. So I turn, I put a <laughs> pillow over my face, and I'm punching my bed going, get out the goddamn payload! <laughs> I didn't inverse. Do you guys remember a time where you got overly excited and happy about uh, a game? Because I'm thinking of a time in college where the the game of my dorm room was NHL Hits 2002 on the original Xbox. And I remember a time that 
my roommate and I were playing at like 3 a.m. and we scored the game-winning goal and it turned into him jumping up like the Macho Man and yelling, ooh, yeah, and like spiraling his finger in the air and me going, ooh, and Ric Flair strutting across the room really loud. <laughs> the RA comes to the door tomorrow like, hey, uh, guys, I... Uh, I heard there was a noise complaint here last night, but that would never be you guys. You guys would never get loud or rowdy at 3 a.m. I go, nope, you got the wrong room. That's a false claim. And she's like, that's what I thought. Wink and walked away. I was like, man, I'm glad my RA is super cool. They're going to take away my Xbox. <laughs> I will say that, okay, maybe I, I misspoke. There was one time I threw my controller, but it was in excitement versus yeah. being angry. And that was, I'm in the basement of my old house, and we have the fiberglass ceiling tiles, you know, like the soft ones. And I had just beat Final Fantasy VII after trying to kill Sephiroth for like 60 times. I finally put him down, and I threw my my PlayStation controller up, and it burst through one of the ceiling tiles and lands on top of the other ceiling tile, so it was perfectly fine. I was like, thank God. But I was so excited, I tossed that bitch up in the air. (laughs) Through the ceiling. Man, one of my exciting moments. You probably don't have any moments of joy because you're terrible. (laughs) Yeah, probably. (laughs) I'm trying to think back of any, like, good ones as far as old because my most recent one would be um, getting way too loud about beating Blaster Master in line. (laughs) Oh, yeah. In line. So we're in line to play ukulele, and we have, uh, yeah, there you go. Show up my ukulele shirt you brought me back. Let yep. me stand up, seat on the cam. Oh yeah, yeah. that's sweet. Get ready for ukulele. <clears throat> so, I'm standing in line. In front of me are three younger guys, uh, all playing. One guy's playing uh, Zelda on a Switch, so they're all, and the other two are watching. Behind me is this guy that keeps just like, just staring at me because I'm playing the Switch. So I think he's just trying to figure out what I'm doing. And I, I'm at the final boss. I beat him, you know, or I, I'm fighting him, and I, I die, I don't know, 20 times. Jazzy's there with me. He's watching me. It's like, and then I'm like this. <laughs> Every time you get hit, you you lose, like, a an, a form of your weapon, right? And eventually it gets to the point where your weapon is useless. Well, I'm taking a bunch of damage. I'm down to, like, a pellet gun, and I beat him. And I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. And, like, some of the three guys in front of me turn around, and they're staring at me. I'm like, I just beat Blaster Master. <laughs> like, I'm a badass. I'm like, what? What? I just beat Blaster Master, fool. And then the other guy behind me is just kind of like, the guy behind Jazzy, right? Because I'm by Jazzy. He's just like this. He's got He's super, super, like, just mean looking, but he's shaking his head up and down. He's like. Good job, man. Like, good job. I was like, all right, cool. And that's when my dreams were crushed because all of a sudden, its second form shows up and I have one hit point left, basically, and a pellet gun, practically. And the thing looks like the Phoenix. And I'm like, (laughs) oh, shit, it has a second form. So I just walk into it. I'm like, there's no way. I walk into it. I die a few more times, and then finally I have my run right. Beat the first, you know, the first form. I get into the second form, and I I beat it. And then I scream again. I'm like, yeah, take that shit, bitch. <laughs> just like, I'm like, oh man, I'm in public right now. I should really cool it. 
I also noticed that I was doing that at the airport playing league yep. next to a full a, a yeah. grown lady and an elderly man at this at this uh, rental car like convenience seat and I'm like get that shit out of here motherfucker <laughs> and I'm that's like, how I knew he's playing yeah. he's like I was like oh, that young man yeah. must have that Tourette syndrome he didn't <laughs> say anything I'm just sitting here like on my mouse I'm like fuck you I was like what are you pulling your computer out for because I'm sitting on the floor behind him to use the wall plug and he's like man I'm gonna play league I'm like yeah right get out of here and then all of a sudden I hear that and I'm like holy shit he's playing league yeah Oh yeah, I I realize I talk a lot of shit when I play league, and I'm terrible at league. But I but it's like it ha- you have to. It's like you, if you don't talk shit, then you're not really playing league. I think I think it's like a built-in mechanic. Maybe I'd be better at league than I think. Yeah, but yeah, that, that's my most recent like joy slash like slightly embarrassing moment. I do that a lot too, it, in Overwatch for sure, but definitely in league. I mean. When I was play- when I was playing and teaching sci-fi age this weekend, I would like be playing a game and he's like, "Man, this is wild. Everything's going so fast." And I would like go in and kill this guy and I'd be like, "Get the hell out of here, Karma. Get your get that shit out of my house." Yeah, he's exactly. Like, he's like, "Man, trash talk a part of the game." I'm like, "Oh, it's the only part you need to learn in the <laughs> <True>. game." <laughs> Very true. I do have one from the past, guys. I just remembered it. It was GameCube era early launch title Super Monkey Ball. I played the shit out of that game, got all the way to the last, like, world, which was, like, balance your goddamn (laughs) monkey ball on, like, strings, practically, right? And I remember the last couple levels being impossible. And at one point, I got mad, and I flicked the table, and, like, you know, you can, like, bounce your, your ball. So it's just flying through the air, and I just kind of, like, tilt the table and kind of catch the ball like I take the momentum out of the ball and I and I keep it on the on the actual path so I literally just cheated 80% of the level and then I just was like boop 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 into the into the goal and I was like oh my god I finally beat it oh my god I finally beat it oh my god I finally beat it <laughs> like I couldn't believe that I actually got through the goal those it, it was like Mario lost levels the, the last few levels of Mo- Super Monkey Ball on the GameCube I was so frustrated. But I hope yeah. Monkey Ball makes a comeback on the Switch. It would be great on the Switch. Absolutely. Good game for the Switch. And Milton Bradley, Marble Madness. Yeah. Make it happen. Yeah. On the Switch. <sighs> okay. We got going on that question. Yeah. Woo-wee. Thanks well, for the question, Ecto. That was the last question I had. All right. Well. Doesn't we look like there's anything in the Discord for now. Twitch chat's going good. Yeah. We want to thank the Detroit Beer Collective once again for sponsoring this episode of the GameZilla Podcast. Remember to use the code MCGAMING to save 20% on all your beard grooming orders over $25. If retro gaming is your thing, then listen to the Legend of Retro Podcast every Thursday in all of the same places that you can listen to this great show, the GameZilla Podcast. Don't forget to tune in to the GameZilla Alpha podcast. Go ahead and download it, subscribe, and you can get it. Uh, new episodes release on Sundays. But, hey, guess what? If you are a Patreon subscriber of what level, Jazzy? Uh, $10. The $10 level, you can have that episode delivered to you in a special private way on what, Thursday? 
Thursday night. Yep. There you go. Get the Games That Love podcast early. That's where uh, Jazzy and Jay dig into a little bit more in-depth topics. That's where they host interviews, and they, uh, you know, if they don't have an interview, they pick a topic of the week, and they go and dissect it and give you that, uh, that deep look that uh, we just don't have time for here on the regular Games of the Show. And then for all these shows, make sure to support Motor City Gaming. We, you can listen to all these shows on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Overcast, Google Play, MotorCityGaming.com. But wherever you listen, please hit that like, hit that subscribe, leave a review, give us five stars, and help us grow the brand. We are the Free Elite DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, Game, game on. on! I am... Still bitter that you didn't tell me you have a switch. You should be bitter that I got to play ukulele and not you. I am, but I brought you a shirt to make up for it. Yeah, that so it soothes my wounds. <laughs> I was like, I don't want to get hit. <laughs>